my first encounter with real altitude sickness was at the Abadeas. Trust me, my first time at Mount Kenya wasn't that bad. Yeah, I suffered, but it let me go home in one piece. I've had my share of different types of days exploring this specific range located in Nyandarua, Kenya, central province of course. I will tell you about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Welcome back to the About Out podcast. I'm your host, Adjambo Agoro, and on today's episode, I'm going to share my experience and journey exploring the Abadea Range. I hope this episode inspires you to either add it to your bucket list, tick off the remaining peaks, or just go and enjoy the mountain in general. Because all I can tell you for sure is that this place has so much to give. It's so great to have you here. Now, let's get to the show. The Abadea Peaks in Kenya are, in my perspective, a good entry level into high altitude hiking as you prepare to embrace higher climbs. Every time I think about them, I count myself lucky because these peaks have so much to give. When it comes to Abadeas, we have the famous peaks. By this, I mean the known ones whose trails are marked and frequently hiked. We also have other peaks, some that are explored, others just in the view when you stand on any of the known peaks. My experience of this range of hills and mountains has been quite fulfilling. I have camped, hiked, traversed, and done a few trail runs, both alone and with friends. I loved both options equally, if you ask me. When I was still in my Strava quote-unquote course record and queen of mountain era, I would do a few solos up. On recovery days, I would actually slow down a little bit. I was writing to a friend the other day telling them that when you go to mountains, you leave something behind or you take something home or it becomes a part of you. A part of you doesn't really mean that you get used to it, no. It just means that the things that you considered extreme before become quite normal or maybe easier for lack of a better word. But the respect for the mountain remains. The Abadeas has made me who I am today. Some fears are no longer fears. I love some peaks very much. I love other peaks just a little. <laughs> I have experienced sun, dust, hailstones, rain, thunder, fog, and everything a mountain can decide to give you depending on the side of the bed the mountain wakes up on. I have done all the known ones. Some ones, others more than ones. There is, you know, the good and the not so bad catch. Some of the peaks are very close to the city. By close, I mean like a two hour drive. For other peaks, you budget five plus hours on the road. The interesting bit about this, the distance doesn't matter. I came to learn that people who really love something, actually anyone who loves something, would travel far and wide for it. Even if it means spending less than an hour at the place or with a thing. Now that, that is hiking for you. Doesn't matter how far the place is. If you want to do a hike, you will go a thousand miles away to just summit a simple mountain. And that is the joy of hiking. Here is my list of non-Abadea peaks in no particular order. Don't get me wrong. The Abadeas has trails. So many trails that you can explore. This is in terms of waterfalls, just normal trails that, you know, don't have water. <laughs> normal trails that lead to no mountains. 
but we're talking about the major Abadea peaks that should make it to a hiker's list. Number one, Mount Kipipiri. We also have Table Mountain, then Seven Ponds, Durimeria, number five, Kinangop, number six, Elephant Hill, number seven, Mount Satima. We also have a few new kids on the block. That is 12 Apostles and Rhino Hills. I've not done Rhino Hill, but I have done 12 Apostles. So that totals my list of eight non-Abadea peaks. I hope to do Rhino Hills in the coming year, that's in 2024, and other new peaks that will be discovered. It's so beautiful to see other hikers discovering peaks at the Abadeas. That means more mountains to climb, more experiences, more of the Abadeas to explore, and of course, some few peaks to tick off the bucket list. My list here has no particular order, but I will share my experiences chronologically from the easiest to the toughest. This is purely from my own training, perspective, and preparation. As I mentioned earlier, quote-unquote, one's extremities are another normalities. Elephant Hill might be my toughest hike, or Twelve Apostles might be my worst hike, but it's someone else's best hike. That is what I love about mountaineering. As I said earlier, I've done all the mentioned peaks apart from Rhino Hill. Hopefully, I do them in the coming year. For pioneering peaks, number one, Kipipiri tops my list as one of the simplest Abadea hikes. I found it long and the descent was quite steepy. I have only done it once. That's the only Abadea peak I've done once. Simply, I just wanted to, you know, finish it off my bucket list, but it was good pressure and had never been on that side of the Abadea range. It was a peak I was eyeing constantly when I was on the rest of the Abadea peaks. And it's, you know, just one time, <laughs> a one time peak. And that one time visit was enough for me. Monkey Pipiri stands at 3,370 meters above sea level. The hike is approximately 18 kilometers with an elevation gain of 860 meters thereabout. The trail on Kipipiri can make a good section for trail running. For me, I found the trail running friendly part to be the part from the base to the summit. But towards the end, maybe the last parts as you head to the, the gate, the end of the trailhead. So that is Kipipiri for me. It's my easiest Abadea hike. My second on the list of easiness is Mount Satima. It is also one of my most favorite Abadea trails. The terrain is gradual, but the challenging part is just the summit push. It being the highest peak on this range definitely comes with the challenge of high altitude. It stands at 4,001 meters above sea level. And the interesting bit is that the trail is approximately 15.5 to 16 kilometers with an elevation gain of 660 meters. I find it as a good training ground for altitude and recovery. I have been here seven times and I doubt if that number will remain the same. I have also tried a short trail run uh, during descent, of course. I don't know if I managed to really run up because I really fought for my life all the way up. Uh, you, As much as it's a gradual ground, you tend to gain altitude very fast and you feel the effects as you go up. And they get more and more as you 
get closer to the summit. So my most ideal stretch is from the summit to Dragon's Teeth. It's so smooth. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful run. And then because Satima, let me just give you a vivid description of Satima. Satima, you know, there's no tall trees from Dragon's to all the way to Satima Summit, Mount Satima Summit Peak. It's just open ground. So when you run, you really have a beautiful run. It's so beautiful. The wind, but you know, of course the rain will hit you harder. But on a day that the weather conditions are favorable for a trail run or a hike, that will be the most beautiful run you will ever have because the entire view is around you. On a good day, you will also see Mount Kenya. Don't get me wrong. The entire trail is runnable. Also from Dragons to the gate, it's runnable. But now the boggy section is a bit tricky. You can twist an ankle or two or you might just sink your entire foot in a bog. But be careful. By all I can advise, it's a trail that I would highly recommend to do a fast hike or train for altitude, maybe before Mount Kenya. And for trail runners, just go and enjoy. I like to have a beautiful run. Number three from the bottom is Elephant Hill. This is the only Abadea trail I have camped on at the base. Then, 12 summits later, I love this trail in a way. I find it so hard to hate it. It was actually my first introduction to the Abadeas, and I swore never to return. I swear, I was just like, I'm so done. And the guide was like, you know what, just get to Desperado, and then if you want to turn from Desperado, it's okay. So when I got to Desperado, I ended up summiting, but it whooped my ass to the point I swore never to go back to that trail. I read this hike as a difficult hike, but very doable. The hike is pace yourself and have the right gear. Your mind has to just stay positive. There's no other way because the bamboo will loop your ass. The start point anywhere on a mountain will Unless you choose to see the beauty and enjoy the climb, the mountain is going to be hard. So you will eventually make it to the summit. Just pace yourself, you know, minimize the resting bit in between. But the hack with the elephant tail is pole, 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 pole. Anytime you feel hot, you need to lay down. Anytime you feel cold, maybe have the windproof jacket, a good windproof jacket that can actually maintain the heat and also, you know, release the heat depending on the temperature as you go to the summit. The bamboo section used to be my worst, but I love it now. It's so strange if you come to think of it. I have done a trail run here as well. Up and down four hours. That's my best time. And I swore also never to repeat that again. It left me so high on thin air in a good way that, you know, I could not make it to the second loop. So sleep actually caught up with me on that car stretch before you get to the to the fence that separates kfs from the main forest i just sat down and said oh let me just you know rest here a little bit and the next thing i know i had slept for 30 minutes so that is definitely a story that we can save for another day elephant hill nowadays has me in a calm state the peak stands at 3,657 meters above sea level. The trail will give you approximately 18 kilometers, 9 up, 9 down, 
with an elevation gain of around 1,150 meters. One thing I love mostly about Elephantil and why it has my heart is the improvement that I have, you know, accomplished throughout the years. I've been able to do a solo hike on a random Thursday morning when no one was on the mountain. And it does, you know, hold that beautiful memory as one of my best solo hikes of the Abadea range. Pick number four is an introduction to the real difficulty for me. Seven Ponds is an interesting Abadea hike that has a peak, but the main attraction is the ponds you get to see from the summit point. Quite intriguing if you ask me. Six times here for me involving two traverses, one attempted trail run, and maybe all the times counting as hikes. This trail starts steep, all the way up till you get to the pond section. I love steep, but this one, hey, <laughs> it's a lot. Seven Ponds will gift you a sweet 10 point something kilometers with a beautiful elevation gain of 1,040 chef's kiss. That's another sweet five kilometers. If you just come to think of it, if you minus the descent, that's a sweet five kilometers with a thousand plus meters of elevation gain. The rest of the five is descent because you definitely lose elevation as you descend. You also gain altitude very fast. The hack is pace and water. The maximum elevation I have gotten from this trail, according to Strava, is a range between 3,800 meters to 3,830 meters. Number five of now my list of difficulty is Table Mountain. <laughs> Table Mountain has shown me things. I have had my good and bad days with it. My first time here, I suffered. I suffered. I didn't know. Now the blunder I did is I went with runners. This is the good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> I went with runners. I'm glad I was introduced to the trails. But the next time you're a hiker, please make sure you ask people, are we running or are we hiking? Especially if you're new to hiking. So that you get the memo and know how to pace yourself and things like that. I'm glad I went with the runners because I saw them and then they ran till like Satima. Well, as we were fighting for our lives to summit Table Mountain and I was like, one day, one day I will do a traverse. That's also the other beauty of, you know, hanging around people who are better than you to show you trails. I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but now let's get to the main point. Table Mountain is so steep, and you even ask yourself, how steep can a mountain be? I kind of think that Table Mountain and Seven Ponds are like siblings to me. They're close to the same level of relative effort. Table stands at an elevation of 3,791 meters above sea level. It comes with a hiking trail of 12 kilometers, which it's a good pleat when served. And it comes with an elevation gain of approximately 1,100 meters. Enjoy it when you go. In my hierarchy of difficulty is Rimeria. From steep ascent to four summits to almost crawling on fours as one heads to the summit, Rimeria is just one lone ranger at the Abadeas that I truly respect. This is from the bottom of my heart. The trail is approximately 15 kilometers with 1,150 meters of elevation gain. I have had my share of hallucinations on this trail. 
it's actually the only Abadea peak that has given me that. The altitude hit me quite harder here compared to the rest of the peaks. This peak stands at 3,860 meters above sea level. I have been here four times. And <laughs> my love for it is here, there, nowhere, and everywhere all at the same time. Have I done a run here? Yes, a little run <laughs> that gave me hallucinations. Would I recommend it? Yes, and maybe. My second toughest peak on this list is Mother Kinangob. She scares me. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I respect her very, very much. My experiences with her are very few. But, you know, just thrice and all of them whooped my ass, which is also a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. I just wanted to take all possible ways of summiting this peak off my bucket list. I do believe that there are more ways to, you know, get up on a mountain. But the three ones that I have done are up Mutarakwa, down Elephant. Number two is up Elephant, down Mutarakwa. The other one is up and down Mutarakwa. I know you're asking, why not up elephant, down elephant? Many people dread this trail. I have many people up and down elephant. But after doing 12 apostles, I think it gives you the courage to do it up and down elephant because as you go to 12, you pass the Kinangok Trail. But I will tell you about 12 apostles later on. That's actually one of the things that I plan on doing in the coming year or the year after. Kinangop never crosses my mind as a peak. I just wake up at Yengodu. <laughs> I wake up and just, oh, you know what? I'm going to Ngong Hills or I'm going to do Longodot. No, no, and one big no in caps, caps lock, capital letters. Nope. And that's okay. It's my least favorite peak. I'm so sorry, but it's just, it just is. I would still climb it again. Maybe we shall become besties with time. I think when the more you do something, the more you get to understand why it's so tough on you. This doesn't apply to staying in toxic relationships, but I think with mountains you can you can still go back and try to make amends. So, this is a mountain that I never take chances. If I don't feel well prepared, nothing. Trust me, you Nothing can convince me to go past Elephant Hill Peak or even book a hike or even plan a hike. It's okay to actually consider time on such trails. Time is an unnegotiable. Any hike past Elephant Hill or past Muta, like on Mutarakwa side, that, those are hikes you really have to look at time, look at your fitness. I know some people wing it and really make it up on hikes. But, you know, being at the Abadeas at night is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Time is an unnegotiable for me or else you will leave the park at night. It's a good trail to put all the training you have been doing to the test. Not only physical, but also mental. Depending on which side of the Abadeas you will tackle this peak from. So, here's a few stats to help you know which one to go for. When you go up and down Elephant Hill, you'll get something like 29 kilometers with an elevation gain of 1,850. When you go up and down Mutarakwa, you'll get a 27 kilometer with an elevation gain of 1,280 meters. This 
from my evaluation is the easiest part to summit up Kinangob. When you go up Mutarakwa, down Elephant Hill, you'll get 28.5 something plus or minus kilometers with an elevation gain of 1,570 meters thereabout. When you go up Elephant Hill and down Mutarakwa, you'll still get the same, 28 point something kilometers, but with an elevation gain of 1,600 meters. I do not have the fanciest advice, but all I can say is choose your poison wisely. Last but not least is the king of them all, which is also a new kid on the block. Not so new because the pigs have been there, yes, but they just were not frequently climbed till recently. The pig is 12 apostles. Like, yes, they are called 12 apostles. They, they look like pigs following each other. And even when you get to ever climb them, you'll actually feel the up and down bit of it. So this was my last hike of 2023. It humbled the shit out of me. Like more than any other peak that I've ever done at the Abadeas. I feel like I owed this hike an episode on the pod because it showed me things. I did the opposite things of the advice and recommendations that people give for this trail. Not by my liking, but because the chance to climb this trail is rare. So any time you get, you just stay prepared for it. So any chance you get, you will go. I went during rainy season and I had to pay my dues. I don't want to talk about going back, but let me tell you why this is my toughest Abadea peak. I went during rainy season. Finally enough, I prefer it with rainy conditions. I don't know if the sun would be nice to me at this section of the Abadeas, and I don't want to find out. I have never left the Abadeas at night, like 9 p.m. This peak proved that anything is possible. It reminds me of some guy who, you know, gives a press conference and says, if the impossible has been possibilized, what about the already possible? And that is the perfect description of, you think you can never leave the Abadeas late? Trust me, you, you can even sleep on that mountain. But always stay safe. Time is a big factor. Number three, my right middle finger is slowly recovering up until now. I did the climb, I think a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, my middle finger is slowly recovering from cold exposure. My left leg got an injury on the way down. Manageable injury, yes, <laughs> depending on the amount of tolerance that you can take when you have an injury. And it's recovering as well. The other thing that makes it tough is fatigue. You get really tired that now your mental game is put to work. You actually get overworked, especially going back when you have the last elephant hill section to climb. <laughs> I have never been on that section past, you know, at around 5 p.m. But we were, I was struggling to climb that section when it was going to 6 p.m. And that time I was so beat, I was so done. I kept asking the guide. <laughs> I kept asking the guide how far we have left. I know the distance, but sometimes you're just so done. It's, it's bittersweet when I talk about this. You're so done with something that you're just like, okay, the comfort of my guide's voice 
will just keep me going. As much as I have this entire information in my stats records or my Strava, if they tell me, okay, it's two minutes too, and it's 30 minutes, I'll be okay with the two minutes. As much as I know it's 30 minutes, you get. There are so many other things that made the climb difficult, but let me just for today look at the good side of things. I thought my Ugandan hikes were the toughest, but this is a 32-kilometer trail with over 2,100 meters of elevation gain accompanied by over 14 hours of hiking. By hiking, I mean like normal pace, one foot in front of the other, accounting for Elephant Hill Summit, your brief lunch, your pee stops if you have some, and not necessarily running, but we had to speed walk a bit because at some point we were running out of time. We did have a turnaround time of like 1.30 p.m. So I was totally okay that if I'm not at the summit by 1.30 p.m., I'm going to turn back and that's okay for safety purposes. And I will save an episode for this specific climb because it really deserves one. The part that makes you respect it more is that it stands at 3,650 meters above sea level. Who would have thought? Uh, you look at Satima, a peak that stays on the range of Mount Kenya of like 4,000 hours. And you look at a peak that is barely 3,900 and it's difficult. It whoops your ass. This really does open your mind to how many odds that a mountain can hold. Hiking and mountaineering continues to evolve, of course, in an appreciative type of way. I know there are so many peaks to explore in the Abadeas. That time will come and more discoveries of trails and newer peaks will happen. I am truly grateful and proud of myself that I have been able to experience this range in all its seasons. Too much sun can make you fear rain. Too much rain, you prefer the cooler days more. I am happy to be trail guiding now and on days I am not in the office, I visit to check on the besties and train a little bit more. I never really get bored of the trails, trust me. Over 10 times, I'll still go back for the 11th and 20th. I never really, really get bored because I've gotten this question a lot from people, but I figured for mountaineering, once you know your purpose and know what you're looking for, everything else aligns in your favor. I do not know what boring really is because none of the many repeated times have ever been the same for me. I discover newer things about myself, better things about the mountains, and I get to appreciate sharing the mountains with other people. Wishing you blessings, joy, and good health as you wind up the year. As always, thank you so much for joining with me and see you on the next episode. Be good to yourself. Stay happy. Peace.